0: Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Happy new month everybody. Amen. Happy new month. Happy new month. Truly God is faithful. Truly God is faithful. Amen. Just as a form of introduction for the sake of those who are watching us online that perhaps today is your very first time in the place of victory or for those who are here and today is your very first Sunday Um, The month of August 2021, by the grace of God, we are looking at, or we believe God is saying that this is our month of divine alignment. Hallelujah. Divine alignment. And that's all we'll be looking at all throughout this month. What does divine alignment mean and what does it have for me? Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And so for those who are writing quickly, um, the title of my sermon this morning is Align. Hallelujah. Align. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And our anchor text is taken from the book of Jonah. The book of Jonah, chapter 1, from verses 1 to 17. Praise God. The book of Jonah, chapter 1, from verses 1 to 17. But before I venture into um, us reading the word of the Lord for today, just to give us a precedence or just to set the stage for all I'm going to be discussing today and also in the course of the month. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. By the grace of God, in the month of July, we started looking at the subject, what does it mean to be a new creation? Praise the Lord. And we started from the anchor text in the book of 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, where Apostle Paul, by divine revelation, began to tell us that indeed, that for any man, if anyone be in Christ, praise God, that what all things have passed away, and behold, all things have been made new, praise God, that If anyone, in other words, there was no criteria, no man, no female, no young, no old, anyone who was willing to be made new, all you needed to do was to plug into the finished work of Christ. And the Bible declares you that you are a new creation. Praise God. But the reality of it is that just like um, the stages of growth, you realize that at some point in time, a child would once upon a time be a child. But in the curse of the journey of that child's life, they would have to, point where they begin to grow, and they would come to a point of maturity. Praise God. Hallelujah. They would come to a point of maturity. And the relevance of that maturity or what makes them mature is as a result of their growth patterns or the things that have been they have been be able to be exposed to in the cause of their growth. And so for that reason, you begin to realize that if indeed that new, new creation is to grow in the design of God, then you understand that at some point in time, one of the greatest quests in a man's life or the desire of any human being, without no exception, because I want to believe that at any point in time, you and I must have gone through that experience, is that quest for meaning praise God, is that quest for meaning. And I said here that one of the greatest desires of any human being is to attain a state of worth where you want to believe that at least my life is worth something. Praise God. The reason why people would end up um, not trying to disregard anybody or anything uh, I'm not trying to sound insensitive, but just to be able to lay emphasis on what I'm trying to pass across is the fact that one of the reasons why I believe people, as a result of um, the issues of life, end up taking their own lives is because they have not yet understood the worth of their life. Uh, praise God. Because the reality of it is, in the course of our existence here, anything that is worth having is worth keeping. Praise God. And so for that reason, for example, if you spent X amount of money in buying your phone, because of the amount of money you committed to that purchase, you tend to give it extra attention. Praise the Lord. And so here we are understanding from scripture that God is saying that what? For your life is worth something. And that was why I sent my son Jesus to die. Praise the Lord. And so you begin to realize that this innate desire has been the reason why many people have embarked on a search for meaning. Praise God. And when you say search for meaning, people have tried to seek other gods, you know, because it is in the nature of man to worship. Praise God. And so either by virtue of worship, they begin to worship other deity because they believe That is how I'm going to find meaning in life. And when they realize that there is no meaning in that, they move on to something else. Praise the Lord. And so some will even occupy with a career. So you believe that the essence of your life is to be a medical doctor. But you venture in going to medical school, you finish school, you graduate, you're consulting patients, but yet there is no meaning in what you're doing. Praise God. Not to disregard that there's no meaning in medicine but you have not added meaning to what you're doing. Praise God. And so for that reason, again, people will quit that practice and want and are searching for something. You would hear people say, you know what, I quit my career and I want to travel the whole world. The essence of that travel is that quest. They are searching, what is this life all about? Praise the Lord. What is this life all about? Hallelujah. And the reason is simple is because resident within you and i is that innate desire in other words is that innate desire is that god has given us this desire that is the ideology that everything has a meaning or everything has a purpose praise god i said here that the innate desire is god given in other words this quest for meaning is a god-given desire And that desire only validates the ideology that man was created for a purpose. Praise God. And so the good news I want to start with this morning is to tell us that indeed you matter. Praise God. That perhaps someone is wondering, what is my life all about? After all, I've lived X amount of years, but yet I find no sense of fulfillment. The reality of it is that you have not found the meaning of your life does not discredit the fact that you matter in the sight of God hallelujah i'll say that again that you have not yet found meaning in your life does not disregard the fact that you matter in the sight of God because i think i've said it here before that anyone who creates something had a reason for that creation Praise God. And so, so long as there is life in your lungs, biologically speaking, we are told that when um, a man and a woman comes together, that so many sperms are pursuing to fertilize an egg. Praise God. And of the millions of eggs that have been... um, How am I going to put it now? Of the millions of eggs that are seeking to fertilize the egg, it was you. Praise God. Hallelujah. It was you and it was me. And so for that reason, we understand here that indeed that our life must count for something. Praise the Lord. And so when you're looking at the subject of meaning here, someone now says that the quest of meaning is the key to mental health and human flourishing. Praise God. That in other words, the moment you begin to understand the reason why you exist, that's when your life truly has meaning. Praise God. Hallelujah, that the quest of meaning is the key to mental health and human flourishing. Praise God. And so I want to start here by saying that at some point in time, you must have asked yourself that question. There's got to be more to my life than this. Praise God. There's got to be more to my life than this. If my life is all about waking up in the morning, going to bed, eating, sleeping, um, shopping or whatever it is, going to school and coming back. There's got to be more to my life than this. Praise God, Hallelujah. There's got to be more. And you know, Pastor Rick Warren said something. Said that this this um, this question is born out of a sickness or a disease called spiritual emptiness. Praise God, you know. And I liken the spiritual emptiness to this. I often say that you know. Everybody, when God created man, God designed in the um, makeup of man that there is a place where God himself is supposed to occupy in the heart of man. Praise God. I'll say it again, that when God created us as human beings, there is a place in our hearts that God has designed that only him and he alone must occupy. Praise God. And so in the quest for meaning, many people attempt to fill this void with so many things. Praise God. And so they venture into some, it could be alcoholism. You know, you are trying to find meaning. And so you realize that when you drink alcohol, when you get that high, yet you wake up feeling worse than you were before. Some would think it's pornography. You know, you are trying to feel it because man was made to worship something. Praise God. And the reason why there would constantly be a frustration is simple. Until the rightful owner takes its place, life has no meaning. Praise God. And so I say that it's almost like somebody who, for example, I wear a size 12. If my son was to wear my shoes, although his leg could fit, he could not really walk effectively wearing my shoes. Am I making sense? And so you realize that when you try to fill the void that God originally was designed to fill, your life really makes no meaning. Yes, you are making progress in some way or the other, but you realize that there is more until the rightful person takes his place. Life makes no meaning. And so here he says that I think at some point in time we put our heads down to our pillow and we go, there is got to be more to life than this. And that is the reason why we are looking at what it means for divine alignment. Praise God. For divine alignment. What does this divine alignment of a thing mean? Praise the Lord. And I said here that, you know, divine alignment originated from the word align or alignment. For instance, I grew up when my dad would say, oh, tell the driver to take the car for wheel alignment. And so for that reason, my mind already went to the fact that when the car was manufactured, it was designed to go wherever the steering directed the car to go. But as a result of constant use, as a result of daily usage, it goes out of alignment, praise the Lord, or it goes out of order. And so so now the dictionary now says that alignment is the act of aligning or state of being aligned, especially the proper positioning, praise God, the proper positioning or state of adjustment of parts as of a mechanical or electronic device in relation to each other. Praise God. And the reality of it is, you know, the classical example that I can give is that when we come to the subject of alignment here, you realize that um, divine alignment only takes place when God himself, praise the Lord, when God himself begins to orchestrate events and circumstances that enable us to fall in line with his plans and purposes for our lives. Praise God. Divine alignment is said to take place when God Himself begins to organize events and circumstances around our lives that will make us by default to focus on what God is trying to do. Praise God. And why is this the case? It's because as humans, praise God, as humans, God gave us that element of free will. Praise God. And as a result of free will, we are capable of doing what we want to do. Praise the Lord. Like I said earlier, God created us for a purpose. God created us for a reason. However, I can choose not to do what God wants me to do. Praise God. It is my choice. Praise God. That That's the benevolence of God. Is the nature of God that he has given us a, a purpose. But we can choose to do whatever we want. But guess what? Until we begin to do what God wants us to do. Life. You, you see, that's why whenever somebody has a birthday. My greatest prayer for anybody who is celebrating their birthday. Is that whatever you do in life, may you find fulfillment. Praise God. Whatever you do, it's not money. Praise God. Because if the abundance of money was what brought fulfillment, why do rich people kill themselves? Praise God. And so you realize that, and yet you will see somebody who has little or no money, but is feeling fulfilled. And so you realize that fulfillment in itself is not contingent on how much money we have in the bank nor how well my clothes look, nor how beautiful my face is. Fulfillment simply is when you and I are in line with what God has originally designed us to do. So I say that alignment now is set to occur when our lives are perfectly in sync with God's plans and purposes for our lives. Praise the Lord. When our lives is in sync, perfect sync, with what God will have us do. And so let's look at our anchor text. Praise God. I did it a bit different this morning, so at least we are able to understand with this in mind, when you are reading the scripture, then it begins to make meaning. Praise God. So we're looking at the book of Jonah, the book of Jonah from verses, Jonah chapter one, and we're reading from verses one to 17. For the sake of time, I'll read very quickly. Now it says, now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the son of amittai saying arise go to nineveh the great city and cry out against it for their wickedness has come upon me but jonah arose to flee to tarshish from the presence of the lord he went down to Joppa and found a sheep going to Tashish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tashish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea and there was a mighty tempest on that sea so that the sheep was about to be broken up. Then the mariners were afraid, and every man cried out to his God and threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten the load. But Jonah had gone down in the lowest part of the ship, had lain down, and was fast asleep. Praise God. And the verse 6, so the captain came to him and said to him, what do you mean you sleeper? Arise, call on your God, perhaps your God will consider us, so that we may not perish. Praise God. And they said to one another, Come, let us cast lots, that we may know for whose cause this trouble has come upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. And then they said to him, Please tell us, for whose cause is this trouble upon us? What is your occupation, and where do you come from? What is your country, and what of what people are you? Praise God. And so he said to them, I am a Hebrew and I fear the Lord and the God of heaven who made the seas and the dry land. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said, why have you done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Verse 11. Then they said to him, what shall we do to you that the seas may be calm for us? For the sea was growing more tempestuous. Praise the Lord. And verse 12, he said, And he said to them, Pick me up and throw me into the sea. Then the sea would become calm for you, for I know that this great tempest is because of me. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to return to the land, but they could not, for the sea continued to grow more tempestuous against them. Therefore, they cried out to the Lord and said, We pray, O Lord, do not let us perish for this man's life and do not charge us with innocent blood. For you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. So they picked up Jonah and threw him into the sea and the sea ceased from its raging. Verses 16, it says, Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice to the Lord and took vows. Now the Lord had appeared, had prepared, a great fish, to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. Praise the Lord. We'll just stop here for now. You see, when I read this story of Jonah right from my childhood, I've always wondered, how did all these events happen? Remember I said that a divine alignment occurs when God uses what? Your situations and circumstances. Praise God to align you to that which you will have you do per time. Praise the Lord. And so for this reason, every time I pray, jokingly I tell God, I say, God, anything you want me to do, if I'm stubborn, kick me. If I'm not hearing, push me. If it's like Jonah, let me enter the belly of the fish. But let it never be said that I did not do what you want me to do. Praise the Lord. Why is because, you see, I think it was on Friday during the vigil, and I was saying that one of the differences between us and the unbeliever, or one of the things that God encourages us to do, is to possess what we call perspective. Praise God. You know, Bible will call it discernment, that you are able to deduce what God is doing. Praise God. And so you see here that in Jonah's life, God had given Jonah an instruction. The Bible tells us that what? It started with saying Jonah, the son of Amittai. He never told us where Jonah was born. He did not tell us anything. He just simply said, God sent Jonah on an errand. Praise God. And the same principle applies to you and I that are seated here. Even for those who are watching. Praise the Lord. Your past is irrelevant. Praise God. Your past is irrelevant. God has something for you to do. And that is why I said that regardless of whether you know what it is you should do or not, you still matter in the sight of God. Hallelujah. And so for this reason, God sent Jonah on an errand. But the Bible said that what? Jonah said, no, I'm not going. Praise the Lord. And that's why I said that God had given you and I that free will. And so when you come to the subject of divine alignment, it's an evidence of God's mercy. Why? Because divine alignment is the basis on which you and I will be judged when Christ comes. Because the reality of it is that God will ask you, what I have sent you to do, did you do it? Then the question will be, if you did, the response will be, Welcome home, thy good and what? Faithful servant. And so the subject of divine alignment is so critical in the fulfillment of our destiny. Praise God. For many of us here, we are in Swansea for university, we are here in Swansea for work, but work is not the reason why you are here. Praise God. God used that as a vessel through which you and I, and so you realize that the circumstances or the job, or the whatever it is, or the hardship, is that whale, is that fish, praise God, that God is using to do what? Align you to what he will have you do. Am I making sense? Praise the Lord. And so you realize that the aspect of divine alignment here is that God is using the events in your life to align you. And so like I said earlier on, that one of the things that is key is what? Perspective. And so for example... Somebody disappointed you. You see it as disappointment. But God is saying what? I am bringing you back to what I want you to do. Praise God. Now, somebody may have broken your heart. Praise the Lord. Or for those of us who are in relationships, God may have broken God may have used that person. Now, that does not mean that God hates you. But it's only what God using what the events and circumstances of your life to align you to that which God will have you do. Why? Because until we are divinely aligned with God, we can never, ever be fulfilled. Praise God. And that is why you will see people who are frustrated and you look at and you're wondering, well, you have everything going for you. Why are you frustrated? It's because what? They are out of line with the plans or purposes of God for their lives. And so that leads us to our anchor text for this month. It says that what? For we are God's own handiwork. Praise God. God, his workmanship. We were recreated in Christ. The moment you gave your life to Christ, the new creation realities, what happens? That we were born anew that we may what? Do the works. Praise God. That we may do those good works which God had predestined, planned beforehand for us to, for us, taking parts which He prepared ahead of time. Praise God. That you and I should do what? Walk in them. Living the good life which He had prearranged, made ready for us to live. Praise the Lord. Praise God. And this is why it's key The Bible says that what? That this work that God ordained for you and I was what? Predestination. Just like the story of Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. The Bible said that God was telling Jeremiah that before you were formed in your mother's womb. Praise God. I knew you. I ordained you to be something. Praise God. And so you realize that your past, your mistakes... Does not obliterate or negate the purposes of God for your life. Am I making sense? Why? Because sometimes we judge our destiny based on our mistakes. Praise God. We decide, oh, if God is going to use me or not, but I've lived a horrible life in my past. It does not matter. Because what? The purpose for which you are a good example. This chair was designed to do what? To be sat on top. Praise God. If in the past I used it as a table, praise God. Yes, it was serving a purpose, but not the design of the creator. But the moment I sat on that chair, at that point in time, that chair is doing what? Fulfilling purpose. And so what I used it for before does not matter. And the principle applies to my life and your life. That regardless of what we may have done in the past, Regardless of your mistakes, it does not truncate God's purpose for your life. Why? Because predestination. Before you were born, God decided that this is what I will have you do. So, so long as there is life in your lungs, there is still an assignment for you to do. Praise the Lord. That so long as you are still living in the land of the living, there is an assignment that God will have you do. Praise God. And by the grace of God, all throughout this month, I trust God that by the time we come to the last Sunday of this month, everybody here receives clarity, at least an idea, of what God will have you do. Because that is where life begins to have meaning. That's why I said that everybody's birthday, my greatest desire for you is what? Fulfillment. Because that is when your destiny and God's plan come together. Praise the Lord. And so we declare this scripture together and we say, I am God's own handiwork. Recreated in Christ Jesus, that I might do those good works, which God planned beforehand for me, that I should walk in them. Praise the Lord. There is an assignment for you to do. This is very, very key. This is very, very key. Because the moment you understand your assignment, there is no need for envy in the church. Because God would not judge me based on Dr. Austin's assignment. That's his business. Praise the Lord. That the moment I understand what my purpose or my destiny is, envy leaves the body of Christ. The reason why there is jealousy and envy is because we are looking at somebody's lives and we like it. But yet, that may not be what God is ordaining for you to do. Praise the Lord. And so we must understand the relevance of this scripture that I am God's own handiwork. God created me. He designed me for a purpose, which he had ordained before time immemorial, even before my father even knew my mother. Praise God. And that is why, you know, Pastor Rick Warren said something ago. He said that there may be accidental parents, but there's never an accidental child. Praise God. There may be, your parents may be a mistake. That's the reality of it. Some will say, oh, I never planned to have this child or this child was born out of wedlock. Now, you call it a mistake. But God is saying that is destiny. Am I making sense? And so you realize that irregardless, why? Because God honors protocols. He honors the design that he has put in place. Why? Because for a child to be born, a man and a woman, regardless, must come together for that child to be born. So all that God needs for a child to be born is the coming together of a man and a woman. Praise God. And so you realize that the moment you begin to understand these ideologies, you begin to have a sense of perspective about your life. That indeed God has originated something from how I came does not matter. My parents may not have planned it. I may have been a mistake, but God never makes mistake. It's only called a mistake when you are judging it with the eyes of men. Because indeed, oh, perhaps I never planned to have children, but yet you came. You know, uh, funny enough, um, I was watching a documentary on the life of Cristiano Ronaldo, and we all know who he is, and in and in that documentary, um, The mother was crying and they were asking the woman, why are you crying? She said, because this child, I plan to abort this child. Praise the Lord. And now nobody knows about his other siblings. All they know is what? Christiano. And so you realize that what you may call or people may call a mistake, that is God's answer to your destiny. Praise the Lord. And so perspective is key. Remember I said divine alignment is that when God uses your events and circumstances. And so when the Bible says all things work together for good. You begin to have a sense of understanding what the Bible is saying. That indeed it may not have worked how I planned it. But the Bible still says what? All things. All things work together for good. Of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Joseph's brother thought they were putting him in the pit. But God was saying, I needed to send somebody to Egypt to attain a place of power such that when Egypt, when Israel goes hungry, I have somebody to preserve their destiny. Why? Because I made a promise to their father Abraham. God could have said, you know what? Just carry Joseph on a chariot. Take him to Egypt. Go and learn there and do whatever you want. And when the time comes. You preserve Egypt. You, sorry, you preserve Israel. But God used those things, and so you see that when God will want to bless you, He will use men. Praise God. When God wants to bless you, He will use men. However, it may not be in how you thought it was going to be. Praise the Lord. As a testimony of my life, there are things that I did. It did not work out the way I planned it to. But had God not done it that way, I would have gone off God's plan a long time ago. And so the prayer of divine alignment is a life or death matter. That's why I say that I always tell God, just like Jonah, even if I don't want to go, kick me. Whatever you need to do, but make sure I never, ever, ever deviate from your plan. Even if it's quarter to make a mistake, oh Lord, just correct me. In my marriage, in my job, everything I do. Because I know that as a human being, I'm capable of making mistakes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so you realize that the equation for this destiny fulfillment has to be that when alignment meets purpose, then we have destiny fulfillment. Praise God. When alignment meets purpose, we have destiny fulfillment. And so therefore, if we're going to be looking at divine alignment, we cannot but look at what it means to discuss the subject of purpose and the will of God. Praise God. The subject of purpose and the will of God can never ever be underestimated. Praise God. Why is this the case? Why? Because purpose is compelling. Praise God. Purpose gives you a sense of meaning and focus. Because when you know what you are targeting for, every other thing is a distraction. I say it again. When you know what you are targeting at, every other thing looks like a distraction. Look at what the Bible said about Apostle Paul. He says that not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected, but what I press on that I may lay hold on that which Christ has also laid hold for me. That is purpose. He says, because what? Brethren, I do not count myself to apprehended. But one thing I do is I do what? I forget those things which are behind. And I reach forward to those things which are ahead. I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call in Christ Jesus. This was a man that was focused. Praise the Lord. This was a man who understood his assignment and was willing to commit Every resource is possible to ensure that he f- reached the destiny God had ordained for him. Even look at the life of Jesus in the book of Luke chapter 12. Luke 12 verse 50. Jesus was taken to disciples and he said that there is a baptism that I'm yet to be baptized with. And he says, how I am stretched until I attain that which God has ordained for me. The sense of purpose. The sense of purpose is that crucial in our lives. And so like I said, all throughout this month, this is all we are looking at. Because by the grace of God, at the end of this month, we will have at least an idea of what I need to do. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So even as I begin to conclude, someone said that the greatest tragedy is not death, but what? Living life without a sense of purpose. Praise the Lord. The greatest what? Tragedy is not death, but what? Living a life without a purpose. Praise God. Your purpose is critical. Why? Because your purpose adds meaning to what you are doing. Praise God. The difference between two carpenters, the difference between two carpenters, who does one excellently and who does one sheepishly is purpose. One understands that by building this thing, by using this word, and making sure that indeed something will come out of it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Dr. Mars Monroe, Blessed Memory, will say that when the purpose of life or when the purpose of a thing is not known, what happens? Abuse is inevitable. Praise God. And so just for us to begin to reflect if you look at your life, the things you abuse are the things you don't appreciate. Praise the Lord. The things you abuse are the things you don't appreciate. Look every single thing in your life, from your shoes, to your books, to your TV, whatever it is. Anything you don't appreciate, you are tend toward abuse. And the same thing happens to people. When you don't know the purpose for your life, Abuse is what? Inevitable. That's why I said earlier on that as unfortunate as it may seem, the people who end up taking or ending their own lives is not because what they are going through is too tragic. It's because the enemy has succeeded in making them believe that your life has no meaning. That their life has no meaning. But that is not what God will have you and I do. Praise God. That is not the intention of God for my life and your life. And so like I said earlier on, in this, all that we need to do is for us to begin to reflect. What is it about my life? And that leads us to the million dollar question. And that question is simple. Why am I here? Why am I here? Every single day, that should be your question. Or that should be the drive to why you do the things you do that you understand fully well what God will have you do. Why am I here? Yes, I may be working, but yet, why am I here? Why did God send me to Swansea? Why do I have the friends that I have? Because, you know, I always say something, that life is like an airport. Praise God. Life is like an airport. And the people that I would discuss with at the airport depends on whether they are going to where I'm going or not. Praise the Lord. Why? Because even if I have not seen you in 20 years and I meet you at the airport, because I have a flight to catch, I cannot spend the whole time greeting you. But so long as you and I are going in the same direction, I'm at liberty for us to chat as long as we are heading in the same direction and that is the same with life. That the people in your life are for a reason. Praise God. And the moment you understand their assignment, that will determine whether they stay or not. If, the, if God wants to bless you and I, he would use what? People. If the devil wants to distract you, he would also use what? People. Praise the Lord. And that is why you see that what? Understanding is quite key in doing what we do. And that is why, in conclusion, someone said that what? That there are two most important days in a man's life. Two most important days in a man's life. The day you were born and the day you find out why. And so, whether you have been living for 50 years and you don't know, the day you find out why, that is the day that life possesses meaning. And that is why it's key for us to invest time and energy to understand why, because that's why the Bible says in Psalm 90 verse 12, teach us to number our days, that means we will what? Incline our hearts unto wisdom. It is wisdom for us to be what? Aligned to the plans and purposes of God. And so this afternoon, we're just going to be praying. Just one prayer point. Just like Jonah, that Father, whatever it will take, align me to your will. That, Lord, I may have gotten it wrong in times past. But, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I surrender my free will to you this hour. That, Lord, O God in heaven, I understand how crucial divine alignment is in the fulfillment of destiny. Therefore, Lord, whatever you would need to do to align me with your will, Lord, please go ahead and do. If you would have to cut me off from certain people, Father, so be it. If you would have to separate me from certain locations, Lord, so be it. But Lord, let it be that at the end of my life, it would be said that indeed I lived for Christ and for Christ alone. For this is the desire of God, that I obey your commandments in all that I do. That Father, in the name of Jesus, we receive that grace. We receive grace, O God, to be aligned to your will. That your name be glorified in our lives, O God. Blessed be your holy name, O God, in heaven. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Amen. For those of us who are watching online, or perhaps you are here, and you haven't yet given your life to Christ, the very first step in aligning your life to the things of God is that what? You must make Jesus your Lord and your personal Savior that is why the bible says in the book of john chapter one that for as many that have received him to them he has given the power the right the authority to be called the sons of god that father in the name of jesus who are praying perhaps you have not yet given your life to christ why don't you just say this with me and say lord jesus i accept you as my lord and my savior i ask that you forgive me of my sins Cleanse me with your blood and grant me the new the new, real, new creation realities. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Everlasting Father God in heaven, we thank you for your word that has come to edify, to correct, to instruct us, to open us up, O oh God, to the requirements that you will have us to, O oh God. Lord, we pray for that grace, that Lord, just like Jonah, you will realign us to your plans and purposes, O oh God. That your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name, we have prayed. Amen.